Down two and a half. Forward. Forward. That's 30 feet down two and a half. Picking up some dust. 30 feet, two and a half down. Great shadow. Four forward. Four forward, drift into the right a little. Down and a half. 30 seconds. Forward, drift. Contact light. Okay, engine stop. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twain. Tranquility. We copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm going to step off the limb now. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show, another exciting episode, and I am Joel Mahalik, and sitting across from the broadcast table for me is me is one of the hottest tickets in town. And he doesn't <laughs> mean sexy. The lovely Sharon. Oh my goodness, it is so hot out there. It is so it's so hot when you're in the room, and it's not just because it's 103 degrees outside. Well, the real feel. Real feel, right? But. And we, we just we just took Molly outside for the you know pre-show walk, and and we waited till evening. Right, and um, coming back in the house, it felt like we were stepping into an icebox. Even though it's 82 degrees inside the building. Right, and I just used a word that hasn't been used in a very long time. What was that? Icebox. Icebox. Yeah, that is an old-fashioned word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because that's what it used to be, an icebox. Absolutely. So, yeah, the refrigerator. So, yeah, it is uh, It is pretty hot out there in pretty much most parts of the United States. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully the show will cool you down. If you're listening to the podcast, let's get <laughs> well, some business. we are very cool. <laughs> Comparatively, yeah, well, we are cool, that's right. Yeah, we are. Uh, getting the business out of the way, the website is www.jmtalk.net. That's where you go to listen to the 24-7 stream, get the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. the news, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Right. It'll download right to your device. And while you're subscribing, hit the alert button. What alert button? You get it right next to the subscribe. There's a little bell, and that means you get an alert anytime. Is that on Apple devices? Yeah. 
I did not know that. Yeah. See, I learned something new today. See? There you go. Okay, so after you've done subscribing, like Sharon said, hit the alert button. Yeah. And that so way you'll be alerted you know when it drops. Whenever we post a show. Right. New episodes drop on Sundays, but the times could vary. Yeah, exactly. So we're sorry we weren't around last week. The uh, uh, the heat and some circumstances and things just really prevented us from getting a show done. Um, uh, just the season, I guess. You know, when the, when the summer really starts baking in like this, it becomes... Uh, hectic on on devices and things like that. Oh yeah. So, but so much to talk about since we missed last week's show. Uh, we have a lot of things that we want to discuss. I don't think we're going to fit them all in, which is exciting for the listeners because that just means they'll we get have a jam packed show. <laughs> right. So that, that means That's next week. That means next week will be jam packed as well. Awesome. Right. So I know I'm I'm trying to think of my memory banks because last week when we didn't have the show, we were trying to put things in our memory banks banks and saying, hey, let's talk about that (laughs) on the program. But the problem with that is that we're both old. Did you just call me old? Yes, I said we both. I don't understand that. Well. (laughs) No, actually, my bones and my back and things like that absolutely understand the nature of exactly what you're talking about. Right. but As I sit here with a lumbar problem, I get it. Right. So, but the memory thing, yeah. Neither one of us have it. Well, I I have some things in my memory bank, but first, the first thing I want to say is, and it was interesting because our our, uh, our youngest is home from Chicago. She was supposed Yay. to join us on the show. She chickened out. Right, she's just a chicken. I the, the reason I was uh, I, I invited her on the show is because you know this month marks, in fact, this week marks the 50th anniversary since we landed on the moon. Or in Katie's eyes, maybe we didn't. She's wow. one of those conspiracy theorists that right. she's half convinced. I talked to her this week while she's home, and she's yeah. half convinced. She said that she likes conspiracy theories, so I think she does realize that we probably did go to the moon. But yeah, I did some homework. I worked on this, Sharon, and I came up with the irrefutable proof. Just like yes, last Joel, just like last year when I came up with the irrefutable proof that the Earth is round, I have the irrefutable proof that we did land on the moon. Wow, really? And Where did you get this proof? The, from doing some research. What? <laughs> so the thing is, is there are these devices on the moon that were placed actually by Apollo 11. They're called retro reflectors. Right. Okay, and what these things do is uh, they're, they're up there, and we can shoot laser beams from Earth to them, and then they hit and bounce back, and then the time it takes for the laser beam to travel, which is a couple of seconds, uh, tells us how far the distance is of the oh, of the wow. moon from the Earth, really? and it and these are the things that we use to determine that the moon is moving away from us about mm-hmm. 2.8 centimeters per year. Now that's interesting because you know, I, listen, I'd like to move away from this planet <laughs> at, at some sort of sustained rate too. But right? so, so one of the moon, the man on the moon is out of here. But oh my goodness, somebody had to take this de- these devices there. Put them out, right? set them up, unpack them, set them up, calibrate them, point them at the right place and get right. them calibrated, you know, back here on Earth so they would work. And it, it, so you can't you can't fly by the moon, roll down your window and chuck this thing out and hope it lands and sets up right. So so the, hmm. if you're if you're in doubt, well, can I can I interject here? You can you can interject because the way you said it. 
You made it sound like that's what you could do. What, that you could roll what that yeah, you No. that's how you made it sound. Just I'm sorry. I think you need a rocket. So, I'm just throwing that out there, though. Right, but so the point is somebody had to do this work. So right. if, you're, if you're ever thinking to yourself, ah, that's all staged. Who put them there? Yeah. Well, and and the reason that they're like, you know, this isn't real is because the flag is not waving. Now, in my logical sense of thought here, okay, that didn't make sense, but um, logic tells me that if there is no gravity, there's no wind. No wind, no wavy of the flaggy. Well, I think there is occasional solar wind, but I can tell you why it doesn't fly. Why it doesn't flap anyway. Okay. Or why, um, why, it doesn't, why it stays in its position. Right. It's because when they put the flag up, they actually, it does have a rod going across to hold it steady. Really? Yes. And in fact, if you were to see an yeah. actual picture of anyone's flag, any nation's flags on the moon right now, they would be all like white, gray, the washed only out. Nation that has a flag on them. No, no, the Russians have a flag. The China no, has a flag not. up there. Yes. No, they do not. And they would all. And they're not allowed. <laughs> everything has lost its color because of the solar winds. Right. Well, that makes. Yeah, sense. because there's no atmosphere to protect anything, so everything right. is whitewashed by the sun. It's all, it's all sun beaten. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? The sun turns everything white up there and everything red down here. When, like know. we go out in the sun, we turn red or you know tan. I know, or... right? <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so it's the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing on the moon, and um, all kinds of documentaries and specials and things out there, and conspiracy theories apparently, if you'd like, yeah. all over the web and on different channels throughout the cable this right. week, this month. Um, so there's that. Now <clears throat> I have a one last thing coming up later on in the show. We'll come back to the moon again on one last thing. But, so we've been down ashore, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we're not in, New, we're not in Jersey. We've yeah. been down the beach. Because in Delaware, um, we're not allowed to say shore. It's, yeah. That's something right. that is well, New Jersey been, people. Right, we've been down the Delaware beach. Beach, yeah. Not and the New Jersey or the Maryland. And we, we, we found a really... Big problem during the season, and that is uh, you can't take your dogs anywhere. You can't take your dogs anywhere. Um, right. uh, you know, uh, whether you want to go to Dewey or Bethany or any of the boardwalks or, you know, every town, Ocean City, uh, even Assateague, which is a barrier island, it's a, it, 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 it's a line of sand in, in, in the water. Right. And right. Uh, certain parts of that island, you can't even have your dog in a car. Uh, on the northern end of the island, which there's really nothing there, they, they're not allowed to be there until after Labor Day. Like, everything is Memorial Day to Labor Day. And that's got to change. Right. We, we've decided. No one's going to listen to us, but we have decided that that has to change. Right. Places have to be more pet-friendly. And then, of course, there's going to be there needs to be some responsibility on the owner's part. Keep them on a leash. Keep them at bay. Don't mm -hmm. let them interfere with other people. You know what? We can all get along. That's just brings up something that drives both you and I crazy and that is the owners need to take the responsibility of putting their dogs on some sort of leash right 
I can't tell you how many times, just in this development alone, how many times I walk Molly and there's other dogs that run up run up to us. Right, right. And then the owners are like, Oh Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm a deep bang, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean well, you're right. I, it, that's true, though. It's a pet peeve, and, and of course, they, you can't get management to do and anything. Then like, right, and then they act like it's your fault. Right, right, it is. For being near, within a 10-mile radius How of your dog. How dareth you, walketh thy doggeth what? in front of my houseth. Now I'm starting to say Mike Tyson's on the air. Stop that. Oh, my goodness. That's too much. I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, now, if only we could get him to imitate Alf. No, I don't do Alf. You anyway, do do Alf, back, and you do Alf excellently. Back to the subject at hand. So, these beach towns have to be more pet friendly. And I'm not saying you've got to let them in restaurants and all, but, I mean, we should be able to... Go stroll the boardwalk. Right, exactly. Walk our dog. Right. Now, we have found a potential solution for it. We went out and got one of these uh, that looks like a baby carriage, a pet carriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, A stroller. A stroller. We put Molly in it, and uh, we've actually, you know, here. if anyone needs to know, we've actually been in and out of almost any store we any wanted to store, in right. the outlets in Rehoboth. Even supermarkets. Have you had her in a supermarket in that? What yeah. supermarket have you had her in in that? Because I haven't been in there with you. Acme. I did not know that. Yeah, Acme. We've been in there. Yeah. Not I. Okay. With Molly, no. Okay. And it's that memory thing. <laughs> no, it's not that memory thing. I'm telling you. So, uh, but uh, so that has helped us. But I don't want to take that chance, like on a boardwalk. Right. And get in trouble. And you're not going to get thrown out of a store. Now you're going to be encountered with beach right. patrol, beach police, beach five o. Thinking you're in Hawaii. Book the dog, Dano. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they need to be more pet friendly. They really do. They do, and even our campground is not pet friendly. No. No. It is. I mean... Not even with that pet carriage. Right. Doesn't help. No, because you're not allowed to walk the dog. You're not allowed to have your dog go leashless from your camper to your car. It must be on a leash. That's right. And what's inconvenient about that is a beach that we... Actually, took Molly to uh, a couple of times before the ticks got out of control down there. Right. Is the James Farm Beach. Now, um, since we can't walk her three streets over across the marina, three right. streets over, onto the beach trail, 50 yeah. yards to the beach. Now, right. we have to put leash her up, put her in the car, drive out of the campground, yeah. down the road, take a left, down the road. Pull into a parking lot and walk a longer path through through uh, the tick forest, which we're not going to do, no. to the beach. I mean, and, and as that's a shame. Too, it is that James Farm is is like that because she loves that water. Yeah, 
She yeah. really loves it. Well, she liked the Fenwick Island more than the Ocean Water Fenwick Island, too. I got video to prove it. I got All video right. to prove it. All right. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we started something this past week down at the camper that has... Um, when we came home, Molly decided she wanted to do it here, too. And that is, down the camper, we can't have a baby pool for Molly. Right. So we put cold water in the tub, and she just went swimming in the tub. And she loves it. Yeah, the tub has become her baby pool. Yeah. So then, yeah, so we bring her home, and here she is, like, knocking at the shower door with her nose. Right. Middle of the night. <laughs> exactly. And she was hot. So, without exaggeration, she bangs her little nose on the window, because we have a glass door on our shower. So, she bangs her little nose on that glass door, and I open it up, and she's like, Looking with, for some water. Yeah, looking for the water. And they can't see you unless I break out a camera. I mean, I know. <laughs> you're imitating Molly walking into the shower. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, she just, you know. So I got a little rag, stopped up the water, and ran the shower. And she was happy. Bob's your uncle. And Bob's your uncle. So, yeah. You can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> right. I know I already used that line on you the other day, but I now know, I'm using so it on the audience. They get right. the, they get my lines too now. There you go. Um, so, um, yeah. So that is a bit about pet friendly. All those beach towns, and I'm sure it happens in any in all the states that have beach towns. You know, um, and, and it goes back to what Sharon was saying. It's the responsibility of the dog owners. Right. To uh, be responsible enough, uh, responsible enough to make sure their dogs behave, make sure that they're following uh, dog etiquette, you know, yeah. so these things can happen. I think more times than none, I think the reason these things can't happen and that they're prohibited is because of poor uh, pet etiquette on the part of the owners. Right, exactly. And that is exactly what it is. We'd like to see that change. Exactly. I mean, we're, it's it's not, like, it's really idiot-proof. It really is, because you throw a leash on the dog, you know? Well, it goes, it, it goes without saying that common sense helps. Yeah. And, um, uh... And of course, later on the, uh, the spoiler alert, the wombat, the wombat of the week will demonstrate what I mean by common sense. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, when we come back uh, after the break, uh, we're going to be opening up Joel Saved List because that's where everything that we—not uh, everything, uh, right, but almost most, uh, most things that we were that we were seeing, I chucked them into the save list, the right, save list, right. the save list. And is that what this is? No, no, oh, it, it, it's actually on there. Oh, okay. And uh, we'll get to as much as we can. We'll squeeze it in because, unfortunately, you know, you're only here for one more segment. I know. Yeah, and then you'll be over there in the cheap seats with her while I do the last segment. Right. The home stretch. <laughs> so, um, uh, so that's what we got going on. Plus, we're honoring new heroes. We're celebrating a new wombat of the week later on in the program, and we're going uh, going back to some moon discussion. 
in one last thing. That's all coming up, plus more on the program. Remember, www.jmtalk.net, that's the website. Also, I forgot to tell you, you can get us at Facebook at JMTalk, on Twitter at JMTalkRadio, and you can drop us a line by email at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. So there are all the ways you can get in touch with us. Leave us some messages and some email. Give us some thoughts. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going for a drink. And we'll be back after you listen to about 90 seconds of stuff. Yay. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the show, folks. It's Joel Mahalik's show, and I'm here with the lovely Sharon. Yes, you are. And uh, our protector, Molly, is underneath of our feet uh, under the broadcast table. So we're back. The website's www.jmtalk.net. That's the website. Uh, Sign up to subscribe there. Also, join us on Facebook at JM Talk and on Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So now... We're going into the vault, the save vault, Joel's save vault. Right. It's the only thing I can think of. It's just kind of where I just save a bunch of stuff. And one of the things I want to point out that comes out of England, you like England. I love England. You love England. So one yeah, of we've th- moved there in a heartbeat. <laughs> one of the things uh, coming out of um, England, now this is a bit of old news, but I bring it up because, you know, we encounter... Uh, bad drivers every time we go down to the beach, every time we go to work, every time we go to the grocery store. And probably when the new Wawa opens up, we'll encounter bad drivers (laughs) the quarter mile between here and there. That it went up so fast? It's crazy. um, Steel structure is That's a beautiful thing. Right. Um, (laughs) People out there don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, actually, and a lot of people who are listening probably don't know what a Wawa is, and I feel sorry for them. Right. I, you know, I, I, I feel very bad. I will pray for you. Mm-hmm. I will pray <laughs> for you all tonight because you don't know what a Wawa is. Right. <laughs> but uh, apparently something that the United Kingdom is doing is they are pushing for legislation um, so that drivers who cause death while operating a motor vehicle and being on a cellular device... Wow. Uh, receive life sentences in prison. Oh, my goodness. And I bring that up, obviously, because I think it's a great idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is, especially since, hmm, life in prison. We talked about this before, we, we, yeah, we, we because did, we're a society that has forgotten that there's consequences to your action. Right. We haven't forgotten that. We don't do it anymore. Exactly. People can do whatever they want because there's no consequence Everybody for your action. Everybody out there knows 
I am a strong believer of an eye for an eye. Yep. Strong believer. Um, so uh, they're doing this because they had a string of high-profile cases where children were actually victims, uh, killed, and you know, being involved in uh, accidents where somebody oh, uh, was um, uh, failed to break because they were on their on their cell phones, which is why we run the campaign here on the show: hang up and drive. Right. And uh, so we try to say that every show, and this is a, a great shameless plug to do it. But yep. um, so yeah. Now, in 2016, 122 people were sentenced for causing death by dangerous driving, and 21 more people were convicted for killing someone when under the influence of dr- drinking or using drugs. Uh, drugs. So, um, I think it's a bold move for uh, the United Kingdom. I hope they follow through with it, and I hope it sets an example for other countries, United States, hello, <laughs> I know, uh, right? to... Uh, Roughing up the, uh, the the sentencing, so to speak. So yeah. that is from the saved chambers. Mm-mm-mm. Now you know. Last week on the show, we uh, we <laughs> we talked about how uh, I try to not make the mistake of not telling you what's coming up on the show, and so I tried it and it didn't work out well. So then this week I didn't really tell you. We knew of a couple common things, but I didn't really oh, tell you. Yeah, like, for instance, I'm sure, I don't know if this came across your news feed, because that's what it is anymore with Sharon and I. It's like, oh, did yeah. you see this on your news feed? Did you right, see this? Yeah. this? And that's how I learn about what's going on in the world, is my lose. My, your lose feed? My lose feed. <laughs> well, did you, my news feed. Did you hear this coming out of, uh, hello, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Milwaukee man accused of killing his son over a piece of cheesecake. Oh, my God. Yes. Travis Stackhouse um, (laughs) wanted lower bail. He's being accused of, uh, he allegedly requested that his $100,000 bail be lowered so he can attend his five-year-old son's funeral. The son he's accused of killing. Wow. So, um, you know, these are some pretty big... It's a pretty big accusation. The the kill your son over a piece of cheesecake. The kill your child over a piece of cheesecake. That is ridiculous. And without knowing all you the facts, because they'll come out of court. Look. What drives you to be so mad at a child for eating something? Or so mad at your spouse, which is usually what the case is. If they're mad, mad at the spouse... They'll say, well, you know what? Fine, I'll just kill your kid. But I think it was his son. I mean, I imagine what you're talking about is if it's... uh, No. No? Okay. No, no. It's like... um, Oh, that's vengeful, though. If... if That's ugly business. Your husband and wife and you have a kid together and say the wife ends it, Right? So the husband says, you know what, if I can't have you, nobody will. And nobody will touch my kid. So they'll off both of them. I want to see a list of channels you're subscribing to on on the cable system. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, that's a very read, specific and morbid. 
I've read so many stories. I've realized when I go to MSN mm -hmm. that on the news subsection, there's other subsections from there. So I'll go, like, MSN has news, lifestyle, entertainment, you know, and the different news stories right. from each of those categories. And then in the news one, they have a crime subsex subsection. Mm -hmm. And that's where I find out a lot of miserable, nasty people. Are, are lingering down there in the sub-subs? Yeah, are you on there? No, I was. Uh, I was. I was. I was. I was. I had one eye on you, and the other eye was pulling up the next thing in the in, in the save. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay. But you know, those sub sub subs can get you lost for hours on the internet. Oh, I know. Trust and then me. the next thing you know, you're watching pimples being popped. <laughs> Sound like somebody you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I, I know we always say this. It remains to be seen what comes out of this case. But, you know, sometimes you don't find out what comes out of this case. Like, I, right. like before I get to our next thing, let me check our time as well because we're crowning a lot of stuff in. i got to tell you, I do have an update on. You remember the late, then this will segue us into the next thing. You remember the girl who licked ice cream and put oh it back? Oh, my God, right? Nothing will happen to her. She'll get turned over to juvie because she's underaged. Again. That is ridiculous. No consequence to your actions. That's a cop-out. I say cut her tongue out and beat her with it. No, there has to be some sort of, um, what do they call that when you're arrested for something? Charges? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> My brain just isn't working right tonight. Um... Yeah, so there's got to be something for her, even though, like, a terroristic-type action. No, if she gets anything, it's going to be some sort of juvie thing and a slap on the rip. On her right, wrist. but I'm saying, what if she has AIDS? I hear you. And she's going around licking all this ice cream. I, I fully understand. That no is a terroristic here. act. All I'm, all I'm saying is, as an update, which we usually can't give you, the update is, she'll be turned over to juvie. Right. And processed through juvie because she can't be processed. She cannot be charged as an adult. That's ridiculous. So now to segue us into the next thing. This has not stopped. There have been other people licking ice cream on video and passing around. There is a guy who, uh, there's a viral video of a guy who opened up a gallon of Arizona iced tea and See, hopped in it. I'm talking about. Spit in it. There's a video out there. Somebody videotaping their girlfriend or whoever it is. She is laid up horizontal across the no. across no. the um, um, the the produce section of the supermarket. No. Yes, stepping on, kicking all the vegetables and stepping on them and smearing her body all over the vegetables in the produce department. It has not ended. That is ridiculous. It, it gets worse and worse. I mean, it almost makes you not want to leave the house anymore. It makes you not want to 
buying. All of a sudden, I want to get a cow, a couple of chickens, and grow a garden out back. <laughs> you know, make our own food. Start right. canning, Start Sharon. Farming. <laughs> so um, I would too. In Jacksonville, Florida, a woman was arrested Thursday. A mother charged with a felony. You're gonna like this. After a video she took reportedly showed her daughter licking a tongue depressor in a doctor's office and then putting it back in with the unused medical supplies. Wow. Corey E. Ward, 30, faces up to 30 years in prison if she is found guilty, and she better be, of tampering with consumer products without regard for possible death bodily injury, according to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Wow. A uh, video surfaced online showing Ward's daughter at All About Kids and Families Medical Center. In the video, the girl is seen touching multiple tongue depressors before taking one out, licking it, and putting it back under a sign reading, Please do not touch medical supplies. Thank you. Oh, my God. Uh, she reportedly posted a defense to Facebook before deleting her profile, saying the incident was not part of a licking challenge in which people lick things and return them to shelves, Posting video evidence of it on social media. Um, Ward's post continued to say, saying the video was supposed to be sent only to a few close friends on Snapchat. According to the news, one of the friends then posted the video online. Uh, the medical center released a statement saying they removed all supplies from the room and the video and sanitized their entire facility. So think about all the ramifications of your action. Mm. They right. had to sterilize the whole facility. You have no idea what that child has. Right. That's, you know? what, that's what I say. Right. Like going back to what he said about the ice cream. Right. What if she has AIDS? And how much money did this cost them in lost revenue plus having to put out to have all this sterilization and cleaning done and all this sanitizing? Wow. You know? Well, Common it sense. It didn't happen at the facility where it was made. It happened in the and store. Correct. The ice cream or the yeah. tongue depressor? Both. The tongue depressor happened in a, while she was at the doctor's office in a medical okay, in a so medical facility. That was post production. And so is the ice cream. That's so what is the iced tea. And damn sure wasn't the, the lady flaunting her junk all over the produce. Man, we just bought peppers too. I know. <laughs> and ate them. <laughs> Thank God the cucumbers we got last week came from friends' personal gardens. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, did he lick them? No. Um, so uh, I don't know what I don't. I I just I don't know what it is about. Like I feel like the show sometimes. If we keep covering stuff like this, I feel like the show is turning into a what in the actual hell is wrong with you people? You know, because everything yeah, comes down exactly. to why would you do this? You know. Uh, in, a, in a brief local thing, just to tie in with this, right here in Wilmington, they're looking for um, two people. Right. There's a video that surfaced. The police are looking hard to find, A, the person who made the video who was beating an elderly woman, and two, the elderly woman. This happened somewhere, they think, in Newport, Wilmington, right up in Wilmington. Oh, my God. That's and such it, a shame. It goes, what if that was your grandmother or your mother? Right? I mean, somebody knows something. If you know these people that are posting these viral videos... Say something. You know, right. what if you're the next one to take a sip of that iced tea? Mmm. Oh, ew. And by the way, another update while we're talking about all this, all this, another update on the ice cream thing is 
Now uh, ice cream makers are going to be forced to put those plastic bands back on their ice cream. The plastic uh, shrink wrap yeah. around the top for an additional barrier, for additional protection. You know, I mean, how dare you do these things? How dare you let your children lick yeah. tongue depressors and you put it on Facebook? Or I don't care if it was meant for family and friends on Snapchat. Anything you put on the Internet stays. It does not go away. Exactly. And now um, you, uh, you face 30 years. And, and I'm sorry. You know, some people will be like, well, she has a child. I don't care. Throw the book at her. You know, there ha un until we get back to demonstrating that there are consequences to actions, the actions will continue to get worse. That's the problem. Yeah. Once people start realizing, shit, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Right. They're going to keep doing it, and it's going to get worse and worse. You know, uh, the latest challenge now is, uh, I don't know if it's a challenge, but the, the newest craze on getting high, a quick high, you remember you remember Whippets, right? Yeah. Okay, well, the new thing is now is doing some sort of, I, I don't have the full story yet, we'll have it for next week, some sort of Whippet using Raid Spray. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I think that's, in fact, I think that's in my save bin. Yes, Waspray used as meth alternative has caused... At least three fatal overdoses in West Virginia. West Virginia! Wow. Yeah. Well, I see a story here where... Um, from ABC News two hours ago, U.S. Border Protection has stored enough fentanyl to kill 794 million people. Uh, that that attempted to come over the border, right? Putting it, putting its own agents at risk. A watchdog warns. Wow, 794 million. Is that right? 794 million people. To kill them. Enough fentanyl to kill 794 million million yeah. people. Exactly. Wow. Seized by the border patrol. It's a good thing. It's a good thing they're not doing their jobs down there. Let me see. I would get really concerned. Okay, can you speak up? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm like, you know how you read and you're like. And I'm walk away from the mic and walk around right. the studio. Yeah, I do that all the time. And as a matter of fact. Right. Well, no, you don't. A single two milligram dose of fentanyl. There. Uh, is lethal for most people. Yes. Two milligram dose, which is wow, wow. All right, so I just showed him a picture of a pen, like an up close picture of a penny, and just two milligrams of fentanyl. Is a couple is grains of salt looking things yeah. sitting next to a penny. I mean, it's yeah. not much at all. It's incredible. And that's enough to kill someone. So now that I see what two milligrams looks like, then yes, and it does make sense, the amount of people mentioned that it could kill. Yeah, that, you know, because yeah. it's, it's a basic multiplier, yeah. Right. Wow. Well, thank goodness for the Border Patrol. Yeah, but now you have to wonder, you know, are they going to be raided, stolen? Are they going to, I'm sorry. 
Are they going to be raided <laughs> and stolen and, you know, all this is going to be out in the street now? It's crazy. Well, hopefully not because the Border Patrol sees it and they probably have it locked up. Well, yeah, they do, but that doesn't stop someone who wants it that badly. Right. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, uh, there you have it, folks. There you have it. There you have it. That wraps up that segment. And I just got started. <laughs> Coming up after the break, a new Wombat of the Week. New new heroes to be honored, and one last thing. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WOM. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Joel Mahalik Show. I am Joel Mahalik, so luckily I came right back into the right studio door, and I'm in the right place at the right time. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show and interact with us, of course, the website, jmtalk.net. Also, Facebook, jmtalk, and Twitter, jmtalkradio. Uh, you can also send us an email. Drop us a line at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Now, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. New episodes drop every Sunday, and as Sharon said earlier, if you're subscribing on Apple, which is pretty much what most of us do, uh, there is an alert button you can also press to let you know exactly when the episode drops. So, there are the various ways you can get a hold of us. This is the final stretch of the show, third segment, however you want to look at it, but we cover some different things in this segment, um, uh, Wombat of the Week which I'll share with you on how to participate. Also, we honor a new hero. And this week, we have a local, uh, or should I say, more local to us, because you know, they, they come from all walks of life and all ends of the country and, and, and the world sometimes. But this one is very, very local to the region of the show. And, uh, of course, one last thing coming up later on, where we'll talk again about the moon, of course, celebrating 50 years this month of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Uh, so that's sort of like uh, uh, letting you know what the what the lineup looks like for the next couple of minutes that we share together, and uh, we'll move right in on into uh, the the uh, wombat of the week. Now, if you want to get involved with the wombat of the week, you can. You can have your say and your fun, etc. All you need to do 
is send a uh, email containing the link to a story of stupid people doing stupid things because that's what wombats are as far as we see. Uh, send it off to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Also, you can send us a private message on Facebook at JM Talk and uh, get those stories in because then uh, what we do is is uh, we, we go through them, we see which ones actually pass muster, and sometimes we have a backlog. This one's backlogged a couple weeks. We're bringing it to you. Uh, this comes out of Illinois. Hmm, amazing. That's where our youngest from Chicago, Illinois. So this comes out of Illinois. A Illinois woman arrested, allegedly driving her SUV while her daughters sat in an inflatable pool attached to the roof of the, of the car. Yes, Jennifer Jangus Yeager, uh, age 49, you would think, has common sense, pulled over last Tuesday afternoon by police after she was seen cruising in an Audi Q5 on Route 2 in Dixon with her two children riding in the inflatable pool attached to the vehicle's roof. She told officers that she was driving back from her friend's house where she inflated the pool and was using the girls to hold it down on top of the roof. Yes, so apparently that's how you hold items down to your roof. You chuck your kids up there on top of it to hold it down. Jaeger was charged with two counts of endangering the health or life of a child, two counts of reckless conduct, and failure to secure a passenger between age 8 and 16. Uh, so she posted bond after being arrested, but this this goes back to what I, I was saying earlier in the show, and I said that the Wombat of the Week was going to revisit the whole common sense thing. I mean, how much of a moron do you have to be to secure something to the top of your car by putting your children... Uh, suddenly your children are... Um, um, Anchor straps, bungee cords, and what have you. Um, I originally thought that, when I saw the story, I originally thought and hoped not that the pool was full of water and was up there and they were, you know, uh, chilling out and relaxing and cooling off, you know, while they were being driven down the highway. But um, why? I don't understand... I guess I, I can understand that you took it to your friend's house to inflate it. Maybe they have something that you don't have to inflate it. But what passes through your head that says, hey, let's put our kids up there, ages 8 to 16, somewhere between 8 and 16. It doesn't say, which I'm glad because I would probably get very upset if, to find out that they were really young. Obviously, as young as eight, when you look at the charges, that last charge. But really, how stupid do you have to be to think that that's the best way to strap this thing down? And I'm really glad that she got pulled over for it and is being held responsible for it. How many times do you see stupid things on the highway and you think to yourself, where are the police? Where are the police when something like this happens? No, it's usually when you go through a yellow light that the police are right there to write you a ticket. But I'm glad that she was caught. I don't know if the police were already in the vicinity or if maybe somebody called it in. Either way, anything wrong could have happened. 
And this woman is lucky, or should be lucky, that nothing did happen. Because that could have been a very, very bad day. It does not say if anything else other than the children were used to hold it up there. Whew. So anyway, because of this, because Jennifer Jangus Yeager used her kids to hold down an inflatable pool to the roof of her Audi Q5, you get the honors this week of being the Wombat of the Week. And by the way, you look like one too. But anyway, I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> anyway, uh, get those stories into us uh, because they're all, they're all out there. Uh, we have plenty, but it's interesting to see what people send in. So there's that. Now, uh, uh, as I said, we also, and you can use the same email address, you can also send in uh, stories of heroes, local heroes, law enforcement heroes, firefighter heroes, uh, neighbors that did something amazing. You know, maybe it's something, a clip you saw out of a local paper. Uh, you can send them in. Send us links to those stories, too, so we can honor these heroes on Honor That Heroes, our next segment. Use the same email address, joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Uh, we we would appreciate them because we cannot find enough of them, which is sad to say. So I really need your help in that department. But this week's that was submitted uh, to the show is a local... Where did I leave it? Okay. I knew I had it somewhere. Um, it is it is more local to the region, as I said at the start of the segment. It's out of Warminster, PA, which is just above Philadelphia. Um, or somewhere, somewhat above Philadelphia. But anyway, uh, video has surfaced. The dash cam uh, of a police uh, cruiser capturing a heroic and life-saving police rescue. A Warminster police officer being lauded for what the department is calling heroic and life-saving. His efforts after he intervened while a passing motorist was having a seizure last Tuesday. The driver of the truck was taking his brother to the doctor's appointment when he suddenly became the one who needed medical attention. Officer Ryan Bunda with Warminster Township Police said he was in the right place at the right time. He saw the passenger of the car waving his hands out the window of the truck for help. The driver had both of his arms in the air. His wrists were bent downward, this according to Bunda. He followed the truck down County Line Road, which Bunda said was going about five miles per hour. Bunda said he parked his car on County Line Road and then started running up to the truck that was in motion. He tells the news that he used his left hand to push down the brake pedal, and then it came to a complete stop. In the oncoming traffic lane, a Huntington Valley firefighter just happened to be driving by. This firefighter, who's nameless in our story, ran out of his car and helped the officer by putting the truck in park, taking the keys out of the ignition, and shutting the truck down. The two men then carried the man out of the truck, where he was then rushed to a local hospital. So residents in the area are hailing Bunda as a hero. According to Christina Churchwell, from Warminster, she says so much bad could have happened, and thank God the police officer was there. The police chief said that there was no training for situations like this, and how could there be? That's the thing. Police go through a lot of training, 
But you can't train for everything. You just can't. It's impossible. You cannot train for every possible scenario that happens. And this is one of those scenarios. Chief of Warminster Township Police Jim Donnelly said his ability to act and act heroically and think fast goes a tremendous long way. However, Bunda claims he's not a hero. He was just doing his job. Another day on a job, and luckily I was in the right place at the right time, according to Bunda. There has been an outpouring of thanks from the community for Bunda, who has yet to meet the brothers since the incident, but he said he's glad nobody, nobody was hurt. And for your efforts, Ryan Bunda, you wear the honor this week of Honor Thy Heroes. And we appreciate as well your efforts and your service to your community. So that is our Honor Thy Heroes, and we look forward to receiving more great stories. That one was a listener submitted, um, as well as was the one by the week. So uh, happy to say that both of the stories this week uh, were, were listener submitted. I appreciate it. Keep them coming. So one last thing we need to talk about. Actually, we do the one last thing anyway each week. And because this is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, Apollo 11, um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, off mic, I guess I would say in radio, off mic, there's an ice cream cone being um, demolished. No noisily demolished. <laughs> Anyway, well, when I get done, I'm going to demolish an ice pop, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> about five years ago, Sam Grubbs of Leicester, England, got a birthday gift from a colleague. It came in a plain brown cardboard box, but on the front it said, one acre of land on the moon. Grubbs opened the box, and inside there was a certificate. Lunar deed, it said. This document represents the transfer of one acre of land on the surface of the Earth's moon, from Dennis M. Hope. So the big thing across the internet in the last couple of weeks with this 50th anniversary is, who the hell is Dennis M. Hope? So, uh, the land <laughs> sold to this colleague that then gave it as a gift uh, is by a man named Dennis Hope, the alleged owner of the entire moon. And so Grubbs wondered, who is he? And how did he become owner of the moon? So he tracked down his real estate company called the Lunar Embassy, and it says that it's the world's top seller of land on the moon. Why does it say that? Well, in 1980, Hope sent a letter to the United Nations saying he was now the owner of the moon. The United Nations never responded, and so Hope just started selling the land. Send $24.99 to the Lunar Embassy, and it will send you a certificate for one acre of moon uh, property. Chris Lamar, CEO of Lunar Embassy and acting president of the Galactic Government, said some people have bought a lot more than one acre. They've paid over $25,000 for city-sized plots. Wow. It's the cheapest property in the whole solar system, says Lamar. Um, so anyway, a law professor at the University of Pennsylvania, Claire Finkelstein, she works on international law. Uh, she was shown the website, and she says this is a very strange claim. 
and it can't be anything but fraudulent. And most law experts agree with her. Um, Finkelstein cited, are you ready for this? Let me check my time. <laughs> this gets really interesting. i got a couple of minutes. See if we can wrap this up. She cites the 1967 Outer Space Treaty. The outer space, including the moon and other celestial bodies, is not subject to national appropriation by claim of sovereignty, by means of use or occupation, or by any other means. Basically, the treaty says space belongs to everybody. It's a global commons. And because governments can't control land on the moon, individuals can't own land on the moon. You need a government to recognize land ownership. Isn't that funny? Well, that's a thought for a different type of topic, isn't it? Um, so that should settle the question. Nobody owns the moon. So if you bought, and I guess this goes back to years and years and years ago, I actually bought Sharon A. Star. This company, I gave them probably twenty four ninety nine or something like that, now that I think about it, and she has a certificate saying that star number blah, 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 blah is her star. Wouldn't it be interesting if that star turned out to be a planet inhabited by a bunch of people? Sharon would then be the queen of that planet, the ruler but anyway, so keep that in mind when you're ordering things like that. <laughs> and, we, and if you have, know this. Nobody owns the moon. It's really interesting, isn't it? Um, I actually read the treaty. I will post the link to the treaty because it's really, really interested. It's really interesting. Um... Uh, this treaty. You know, countries like the United States and China, they're ramping up their interest in the moon and in uh, other places in space again. And they're doing it for commercial and for military reasons. So if some of those ambitions turn into reality, think about that. That outer space treaty ends up collapsing. It becomes a concern. Lunar land ownership would become a real thing. But it would be done by big corporations and governments not by somebody called the lunar embassy but imagine what would happen if we did start building bases on the moon and for what reason you know even if we could do that and point of reference point of note FYI 2024 is supposedly the year that we are looking to go back to the moon. For what, I have no idea, but I imagine it would be to see if they could build some sort of enclosed lunar bases, enclosed living areas where people can live, I guess. I mean, I, I have different ideas if it was up to me. I have different ideas. We can talk about this on another program. I have all kinds of ideas of what you can do with the moon if somebody had asked me what to do with it. But we'll save that for another time. Anyway, so I'm thinking that probably about wraps up the program for this week. I thank everybody for listening. I encourage you to stop by and visit the website at jmtalk.net. And you can listen from there. The link is right there, the 24-7 stream. If you can't wait for a new show to drop and you're in between shows, the 24-7 stream is all Joel Mahalik produced material, Joel Mahalik show, and it's running all day and all night. All you got to do is use any device that can connect to the web and click the link. And you're in non-stop Joel Mahalik Nation. 
So visit the website and do that. Also check in with us at Facebook at JM Talk. Look for some of the links that we talked about tonight on the show. Today, tonight, depends on when you're listening. It could be Monday morning. I don't know. But when you're done listening, you can stop by and check out some links from the show. Until next time, I'm asking you, behave yourselves. If you're going out to the beach, please, really, listen, folks, instead of storming Area 51, think about storming a beach and picking up some of the trash that's on the beaches because that is much more important than some of the other things y'all are doing, like that Russian uh, face app. Stop doing that, too. (laughs) And we'll talk about that, too, on the next program. Uh, So anyway, until then... Uh, we will see you next time. Behave, behave to each other, behave to one another. Hang up and drive and join us on the next podcast. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 